Welcome to the Purple Rock Survivor Podcast. I am John. My co-host is Andy. And this week, we are discussing the best episode of the season so far, Survivor Heroes Hustlers something. Um, Hustlers? Heroes? Hustlers? So, whatever. Keep keep trying. Keep trying. Survivor Season 35, uh, Episode 4. And it was a good one. We had idle play. We had a swap. We had a secret advantage. Things are happening, Andy. Yeah, it's okay. It's fine. I mean, you know, relative to the rest of the season, like, I, I, I'm not that the season's been bad. It's just been, you know, a slow burn so far. And I feel like some pieces moved around. Some things happened in this episode. Yeah, I think as the swap went, I think we had a lot of interesting options throughout, and we'll get into that. So, yeah, I have no complaints other than um, yeah, nothing so far this season has been something to write home about. So, uh uh, welcome to our podcast, and I'm going to be really excited about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying this is a bad thing, because we discussed last season how you don't necessarily want, like, some earth-shattering pre-merge period, because that usually is a sign that the post-merge is going to be garbage. So, there, there's certainly still plenty of potential here. Yeah, but I think a key difference, and maybe my uh, lack of enthusiasm, and shared by some other people, is one reason why, you know, a really exciting, uh, quote-unquote, uh, pre-merge might be, like, big characters getting blindsided, going home. Uh, and so it's good that we're not getting that. But the, diff- the thing is, I'm not sure we're getting big characters anyway. Like, I think anybody could go home at this point and be like, oh, okay. Uh, so that's kind of where I'm at. Um, like, nobody's popping just yet. Right. But maybe uh, this new configuration could help because uh, we, uh, instead of going from three to two as usual, uh, we went three to three. What, what did you think of that change? Because this is the first time it's ever happened. Yeah, that was weird. Um, it's fine. I mean, I, I don't know how much it it's going to or how long it's going to last first of all because just numbers wise they're not going to let one tribe get too low uh, so here's a guy i thought on that but finish your thought I just wanna... so yeah I, I think it's likely going to last for probably next week and then we're going to switch down to two um so it's it's fine i mean you know i'm fine with the show making minor tweaks i just i don't know how much this moves the needle see i think they can just leave it because they redistributed to five each, we've seen it before where they've brought a tribe all the way down to two. That happened in Philippines, right? Yep. They didn't swap uh, Matt Singh until they got down to two. So even if the heroes lose three challenges in a row, or the former heroes, the blue, whatever, uh, lose three challenges in a row to get down to two, at that point, you could just merge. That'd be just fine, I think. That'd be a merge at what? We're, we were at uh, 14 players now. So two more losses in a row, that'd be like 12. That's a big merge, but it's happened at 12 before. Sure. Yeah, that would be acceptable. And then if they just win one challenge, then you're good. You're all in the clear. 11 is perfectly natural. So I wouldn't mind not getting it from 3 to 3-2 three, because I, I think we found last season two swaps or one too many. Right. Exactly. Once you start moving people around too much, it gets a little convoluted story-wise. So, I mean, if they're going to stick from 3 until a merge fine it's just i wouldn't really be expecting that yeah i mean the challenge with staying with three for so long and i'm guessing why they've never done it before and you know it could be uh, time will tell whether it works or not is 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 this a little tough narratively to track uh three separate tribes but i don't know it might be worth a try well i I think part of that might be that they're gonna skip doing reward challenges so that they can pull that off you know i think that's 
been some of the inspire or some of the motivation for skipping the reward challenges so you could see the three individual tribes. Yeah. And I'm going to say something that might not be expected from me. I don't know if I want that. Uh, I don't know if I, you know, and again, we don't talk about challenges as much, but it's not like I don't like challenges. It's just, there's usually not much to talk about. Hey, one person did okay. And one person didn't. But I think the problem is when they're only doing one challenge per episode and this one, they had two. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that, uh, they keep having to throw in a puzzle at the end. And actually I'm getting a little tired of it. And I feel like a little bit when you have reward challenge and you mix it up, you can have a little bit different of challenges. Maybe you have one where it's just like, sorry, if you're not strong enough, you don't get to win, but everything is kind of ending in a puzzle. And that's leading to, uh, you know, one tribe dominance, whoever has mighty Mike. Yes. Mighty Mike, the puzzle solver. Um, you know, they can also have those challenges where it's like, Hey, dig in the beach until you almost die. So, you know, I love those. Who doesn't love those? Yeah, they can mix it up. Um, but what do you think about the, the three tribes that we got though? You know, not necessarily just that we're still at three tribes, but the makeup of those three tribes. Yeah, I think well, as soon as we saw it, we had a few interesting things happen. I think, you know, when you're first looking, it's like, what's going to happen with the couples? And, you know, so Ashley and JP are broken up. And frankly, since they weren't interesting, it was like, cool. And I was actually glad that Jessica and Cole got to stay together because, you know, we found them charming. And I think it actually worked out for different reasons this week. Yep. Uh, I was actually excited to see Ashley and Alan together. That I thought was the most combustible uh option from that tribe to the point where I didn't even kind of realize that. Wow, Alan and Joe, even more so. Right. Um, I am with you on Cole and Jessica being uh, on the same tribe again. That's a fantastic pairing for so many reasons. Um, I don't generally have strong enough opinions on too many players yet to care all that much about the tribe dynamic or the tribe makeup at the moment. Yeah, I, I do agree on Alan and Ashley being a good pairing. Um, but I mean, there's a lot of other names that i saw together that i was like eh, sure i nothing that made me jumped out at me besides those two i was actually kind of happy that the ben chrissy pairing got broken up because i was tired of everybody talking like they were something when it was like whatever uh it's like oh ben and chrissy running the game sure whatever uh and I guess that led to the Chrissy Ryan, uh, you know, thing that was bound to happen. So yeah, I think we ended up getting some, uh, potentially good storylines. In fact, perhaps more interesting than what was developing amongst the three original tribes where it felt like everybody kind of picked their targets throughout. And this is, of course, why swaps happen and why swaps are necessary and why I think that two swaps can be too many is like we kind of accept Losing one person that might get screwed by the swap is kind of the cost of doing business. The thing we need in order to keep things fresh. Two people getting screwed by swap kind of ends up becoming a bit more, especially again, last season when it was like, you know, the second person is somebody we really loved. Yeah. And I think, you know, this one, as I said, we get a little bit more of Cole and Jessica, which is thus far the thing that I'm interested in because their dynamic is fun and it got a lot more fun in this episode. Yeah, so for the last couple of weeks, both with you and with Matt, there there were times when we'd have to ask, you know, is Cole, did Cole really screw that up or maybe it's okay? And I think now we no longer have to ask if Cole's an idiot or not. I think we had definitive proof this week. I I love, I was actually hoping that they would go to tribal council just so Cole can interrupt probes and say, hey, Jeff, Jessica has a secret advantage. Just like, tell everyone like he's compulsively got to tell everyone that he could possibly tell yeah it was it was just so bad it was like 
looking through your fingers, cringeworthy bad. And like when he does it the first time with Ben, it's bad, but it's like, okay, you know, you're, you're bringing Ben in, I guess. I mean, I, you shouldn't do it, but okay. Then he does it with Lauren. It's like, well, what's your plan here, Cole? He like, told- who, who are you going to use that advantage on? He told every single person on the tribe, what possible, like he's talking about building bonds. Like, do you realize you can't build bonds with every single player on your tribe if you're going to lose? Like, you have to have someone that you're willing to cut bait with. Yeah, it's like, uh, everybody knows. So now it's like, yeah, it's like, hey, Lauren, there's this thing. Oh, yeah, by the way, we're using it on you. And, you know, like the guy hadn't even been to tribal council before. I can only imagine that he's going to tell the person they're voting for. And you just when, it, when when Jessica finds out and you know, she knows it was Cole. She just doesn't want to know it was Cole. But clearly it's not Mike. Why would Mike go up to them out of confusion if he was the one that was blabbing? Uh And it's just like you, you can see just everything like this on her face and all the disappointment. She's like, this guy is a moron. Well, I can't, I can't play with him, but I also can't not play with him. Right. You know? Like if they had gone to tribal council, as satisfying as it would have been, some people suggested like, it'd be great to see him get voted out. You can't do that. You can't surrender the power you have to the other two people on the tribe. You have to at least survive one vote. And she's just like, got this, you know, beautiful, uh, chiseled ab albatross in the game now. He's her beautiful idiot. And I love that he somehow turned the secret advantage into something that is neither secret or really an advantage. Not at all. (laughs) At some point, you know, Lauren or Ben is like, I guess one of us ain't voting tonight. Um, Yeah, it was it was sad. So, yeah, then we were like a couple weeks ago. We're wondering if he had screwed up by telling Joe. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's just that Cole can't not tell people things. It wasn't yep. just a momentary slip. It's that he's a moron. Well, yeah, last week, you know, it wasn't a mistake to tell Desi and all. Yeah, apparently, absolutely, it was a mistake to tell those people things. He's just, it's not a thought through. It's just this guy who just got off his shift at the local Chili's or whatever doesn't understand that you just don't tell everybody everything. I, I love that he's a people pleaser to the extent that he's just got to share the information. Yeah. And I just wonder, like, if you're Jessica, how do you now work around this obvious limitation? Is there a way maybe you can use it as an advantage? Right. I mean, if she can, if she can figure out a way to manipulate the situation to her advantage, I'm going to be impressed. Because if you know you've got Loose Lips teammate, if you can use that to spread some misinformation out there, awesome. Do it, and I'll be impressed. And then maybe you just tell Cole at the last minute, no, we're actually voting for this person? Yep. Because, yeah, man. Oh, it was so bad. Um, What do you think about the advantage itself? And, like, uh, both, like, this specific advantage, and then, I guess, also uh, the fact that they're doing, like, one-time-only advantages. Um, I, I'm fine with them in small doses, because I think that they kind of force action rather than inaction. And I think that's <laughs> not so much. Well, <laughs> um, I think that's the intent, I should say. Um, I think it's probably in response to last season where they had everyone holding idols for too long and they wanted to force people into using them. They don't want the idols out there as like decoration. Like they want things to happen with the idols. They want them played. Um, they want the advantages played. So I think this is the way to sort of force people's hands to where, you know, you can't just sit around on the advantage, like play it now. You have to make our tribal council more exciting. Do it. 
Yeah, I mean, I think I should obviously uh, put the caveat beforehand that only a fool actually tries to use an advantage to their advantage. The true uh, geniuses don't play the advantage because, as you've said in the past, it's the notes you don't hear that mm-hmm. really make the music sing. But, yeah, I mean, I think it's probably better than just having all of these things stockpile. I will say this specific one. And I don't mind the idea of this specific uh, block of vote, and it would have been hilarious if we got the first u- truly unanimous vote in Survivor history. Yes. Um, but this wasn't the time to do it. At the best, this thing could do in order to matter is force a tie because of the numbers five five five. It, right. Everything's at an odd number, and I mean, unless that's in their intention, I kind of just feel like they had the idea of we're going to do these one-time use-only things. I think they, you know, rightly decided that a swap is a good time to have something like this. But this particular swap wouldn't really doesn't really make sense unless they're trying to go for a tie. Because yeah, all it could do is take a three-two vote and turn it into a two-two. There was no way that you could change the vote from you know, losing to winning and in fact i don't know if th- is there any way to change the losing to winning when it's just one vote i mean i guess if it was two two one somehow but come on what are the odds on that <laughs> yeah if it's four two and then you take somebody is it still three two like i i, I kind of feel like maybe this one actually isn't well, particularly useful i don't want to um harp on your math skills too much but i don't think you could have had a four two vote in a five-person tribe. No, I'm saying, like, even if you had even numbers, even if they did oh, this okay. at six or something like that. Gotcha. Like, I don't think there's a, a, a single time in this game where removing one vote without replacing it with another vote can actually swing anything other than a tie. So right. I guess um, this actually maybe was the maximal use of it, potentially, in that uh, the best you can do is force a tie. And I suppose if you're losing, that's not a bad thing. I mean, I was rooting before they went to tribal council. I was rooting for it to go to Devin just to force that tie because that was the most potentially entertaining scenario. Yeah, I think you should clarify your tweet because I don't think you, you know, I took it as an opportunity to school you because I generally take all opportunities I get. Uh, but you weren't necessarily suggesting that like the optimal use for Jessica is to do what she did and give it to Devin, right? No, no, no. I'm rooting for the entertainment outcome. Yeah, I mean, if it's, if it's going to be like a, decisive vote anyway then who cares you know the the interesting thing would be if you're you're forcing a 2-2 tie and you're going to see either joe play an idol or see if one of those heroes or healers is going to flip on the other yeah because i think um a lot of people i fall into this camp there's a few uh people that um, are working really hard to show that Jessica made the move, right move, I don't buy it. I think she, I, I don't understand what she was doing in picking Devin in the first place. Now, uh, maybe she comes back with a, you know, an explanation next episode that, um, she was also trying to get Joe to burn his idol. In which case, she's amazing and, you know, I'll give her all that price now. I'm not going to leap to that, uh, you know, it's like, clearly she was trying to make Joe play the idol. I, I, I need a little bit more than that. And in fact, if she comes on social media or an exit interview later and says that, I might not believe it yet. Uh, because it's just like, yeah, Devin might be on your side. If your goal, as she states, is to protect her healers, you might have hurt them. <laughs> a tie could have, you know, and if Joe doesn't play the idol, because it's the other thing, you can't guarantee Joe's going to play the idol. Maybe he's so sure that he's flipped somebody that he just doesn't. So, you know, like the, the smart play, the easy play, the thing that you don't have to do anything with, is, is just take out one of the hero's votes and this is gravy. Right. And I don't know who she might have talked to on her tribe about it since everybody knew about it anyway. I guess it doesn't matter. They could have openly discussed it as a group. 
Um, but again, I don't see like Lauren being like, yeah, just do it on Devin or likewise. I mean, I guess maybe Ben would be like, yeah, you should give it to Devin because he wanted to potentially keep healers around or uh, heroes around. But I feel like, no, why would you do that? That's so abundantly transparent, like what you were trying to do. So I, I really don't understand the rationale here. Yeah, and I think some people are even trying to put the argument. It's like, well, well, Ben probably told them the the rift between Ashley and uh, Alan, so you don't need to do that then. Wrong. That's actually wrong. Right. <laughs> so if she got the information, no, you guys are working under wrong assumptions. Because guess what? Alan and Ashley did work together. They did vote together against a healer. So again, the easiest play here is just take away a hero vote. Either Devin is already on your side, and you're good. You're gold. Nothing needs to happen. Or... You're not sure if he is, and you play an idol, and then, of course, it doesn't matter. Because the other thing that ended up happening, due to the unique circumstances of this, is that as soon as Joe played an idol at all, his entire side was protected due to tiebreaker rules. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't give Jessica enough credit to have thought that scenario through. Um, because, again, it, it's contingent on her knowing that, okay, it'll be a 2-2 tie, and Joe will definitely play his idol, and then there are tiebreakers and blah, 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 and he's safe no matter what. I don't think she went through all those motions. I mean, if if there's a secret scene floating out there where she lays out that that was her rationale, holy crap, I'm going to be impressed. But I I don't think that's coming. Yeah, even next week, if she's like, I you know, I had two goals when I did that is to, you know, protect the healers and get rid of Joe's idol. Yeah, I'll give her all the credit in the world. I'm not prepared to make that leap for her. I think it's, you know, fan fiction at this point. And yeah, it's like, and other people have pointed this out. If you just take away a hero vote, there's no way Devin's still going to be like, no, we're going to rocks. He would have been like, oh, snap, I'm just going to go with them. Right. Devin's going to take the path of least resistance. So like, yeah, if he sees like, oh, it's not me. Cool. I'm flipping. Yeah. So I, I think she screwed that one up, which leads to what Joe ended up having to do, which is kind of, you know, <laughs> fix it for her. Um, and uh, what do we think now that we've actually seen him do something? Because, you know, he's been... A figure we've kind of looked down upon. Uh, he's, yeah, I think for solid reasons. Uh, apparently in the, uh, idol searching, Cole was the brain trust. <laughs> well, I mean, I know that a lot of people seem to not be entertained by Joe. I'm actually, I'm not disliking Joe. I think he's adding something to the season. Um, and as, as you mentioned, like once that vote cancel was played, there's no way he could have blown it at that point. Yes, he did make the right call. He read Ashley's face, whether you believe that or not. And I actually kind of believe it. So once he's done that, he couldn't possibly have blown it. And he did pick the right target, that being himself. Um, I think in general, he's got some of the right ideas and he's just terrible at executing them. He is definitely not in any way a Tony. Because Tony would have slept one hour that night before, and the other seven hours would have been spent figuring out all the possible permutations of the next tribal council. Well, here's a bigger thing. I think Joe or, or Tony would have won over Devin. Like his attempt to win over Devin would have worked better. Yeah. Uh, just as he was able to do that on Kagian, he was able to trick people, even when they thought, "Oh yeah, I see through that guy," but you know, I know how to use him for me. And then they did not. Um, whereas, yeah, Joe was like, yeah, he's, he's read the playbook, but he just doesn't have the talent. Because when he first dropped that, like, oh, they told me us they want to vote for her. It's like, okay, that's a decent attempt. But clearly there's just something in his delivery that, you know, made Devin not 
believe it all the way. And of course, the other problem with that lie is it's just, just so easily proven wrong. Yeah. All you need to do is talk to the other people, which is, you know, it's the opportunity is probably going to happen. So, you know, where I compare that again, like with Tony, what he did with LJ and got LJ to, you know, suggest that they're going to vote out Wu at some point. And then Tony was able to use that for his justification, which ultimately was probably more than needed to happen. But I guess Tony was able to work that. And who knows? Maybe it helped him get LJ's vote. Right. And that's what I'm saying is Tony leaves no stone unturned. Like he buries all the bodies. And I mean, obviously, it is a little unfair to compare anybody to one of the greatest players of all time. Absolutely. Except that it seems very much like Joe is inviting that comp- you know, comparison. And, you know, people are like, oh, because, you know, I think we all rightly recognize he is no Tony. They're like, well, he's not Tony, he's Russell. It's like, well, you know, crappy Tony is Russell. That's what the, <laughs> the whole thing is, right? <laughs> very crappy Tony is Russell. So, uh, but I, I think when I, when he, we saw him trying to work out how he needs to get the votes on him because he has an idol. Again, right. Good yeah. job. Uh, I didn't really love his technique. Now, the one thing I can't criticize is it clearly worked. Right. So that's one thing. But it's like, for me, when I was, you know, armchair quarterbacking it, I was like, the move here is to send Desi in as a sleeper agent. Send her to Devin and just be like, you know what? I don't like this guy. I was ready to vote on him, vote for him anyway. Clearly, you, you know, you, I, you don't like him either. How about we all just vote Joe? Like, I feel like that might have been a more successful technique rather than the blunt force technique Joe did. And uh, frankly, probably the only move that Joe has is blunt force. Yeah. And I mean, Desi, she can go and say, like, listen, we never got to tribal council. Um, we were all very ready to vote Joe out. I'm fine with it if you guys want to do it. I have no attachment to the guy. I liked X person on my tribe better. Like, yeah, if you want to do this, let's do this. Now, I will say, you know, as much as I want to criticize Joe for not coming up with that idea, um, maybe we should also, you know, criticize Desi. Like, what yeah, sure. Doing? I mean, it's not, it's not all in him. She could have suggested that. Because she was clearly worried. Oh, my God, you've done this, and now it's clearly me. You just put the target on me. Well, do something about it. I mean, other than, you know, her magnificent, you know, skin and stuff and the way that she's holding up, I, I'm not impressed by her at all. Do, I mean, and again, maybe she's completely buried in the edit. It's hard to suggest that she's not being, yeah, that she isn't. But it's like her techniques seem to be, oh, well, Joe screwed this up and I might be going home as a result and I'm just going to sit here and guilt Joe into playing my idol, his idol for me, which, yeah, probably not. Oh, see, I think that was actually a good move on her part because if she can guilt him at that point and demand that idol as loyalty, I think that's a good move. I mean, ultimately, it didn't matter anyway, but I think if you can say, hey, you know what? You just screwed me here. Earn my loyalty back. Get something from him. I don't think that's a bad move. Yeah, I mean, it's not a bad move. I just think it's a pretty low chance per yeah, shot. I Just from what I gather, or from my um, impression, obviously hers is better than mine because uh, she's been there and seen more of the show than I have. Uh, or I should say this season. I don't know if she's seen more <laughs> of the show than I have. Uh, that she, But I just don't get the impression Joe is somebody who's going to do that unless he is truly convinced that, like, you know, it will work. Like, you know, if... You know, if he had read it on her, their faces, that you know, if that's what exactly ha- transpired, I, I could see a scenario where he'd play it for uh, Desi, just because you know we've seen Tony play idols for other people, and this is you know, this is his uh, mantra. What would Tony do? Right, if he's trying to borrow from the Flacco's playbook, then yeah, he would do it. Um, but it would have been the wrong read, just like yeah. when Tony did it. Yes, 
Uh, well, I mean, at least he had a partial read when Tony did it, right? That he knew it wasn't for him. Right. After that, it was much tougher to guess amongst, I believe, five other people, maybe four other people. Whereas, of course, Joe only had to guess amongst one other person. Yeah. <laughs> Coin flip. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, I don't know, my impression immediately after the episode, and I do agree that you know, it was it was entertaining enough. I, I'm, I'm not complaining about this season. I do feel like unless things start to pop, and they could, um, this might just be median, like right in the middle, like not great, not bad season of Survivor, which I suppose is an improvement from last season. But my, at the end of the episode, it's kind of like, man, they screwed up every strategic decision. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was, as you mentioned, it was a little weird that Joe got so aggressive so early. And I don't even necessarily mind his tactic of like, hey, we've never been to tribal council before. I think we should just air this all out. Cause that's believable that they, everyone knows they haven't been to tribal council. Maybe this is how Joe would have acted all along if they were going to a tribal council. Um, so it's a believable act. It's just, I don't know that <laughs> it was necessary at that point. You know, do that at some point. Sure. If you need to throw that Hail Mary and get the idol or the votes coming your way to play the idol. But yeah, that's your first move out of your pocket. Yeah. Now, I guess the flip side argument is maybe he didn't actually come that strong. A little like, you know, stepped on some toes, maybe a few full paws. When you do that with a player like Alan, suddenly it becomes a big deal, right? Other people might have like rolled their eyes, like get a roll of this guy. Alan just immediately like, what the heck? What are you doing? And then, you know, made the situation more volatile. And again, I guess in Joe's defense, it worked. It worked. It was like that was the button that it needed to like make it make Alan or Ashley or you know, both of them. We don't know who made the decisions like, no, we got to vote for that guy. Man, he pisses me off. And since, you know, that was what Joe was trying to do. Uh, yeah, bravo. The worry I have is just, you know, when you combine that with the way he tried to win over Devin with, you know, <laughs> what we saw with him with the food and all that is um maybe all he can do is get people to want to vote him out. <laughs> I mean, it's it's had some historical precedent. <laughs> yeah. It's like, just like, yeah, this time worked. But unless you're prepared to play idols every week, you might want to find another speed on your bicycle. Um, again, you know, there's been a guy that's done it before. It didn't quite work out for him. But, you know, maybe fourth attempt at doing this exact same strategy is a charm. Maybe. All right. Uh, so I guess the other big thing that uh, people were talking about this week was uh, we had a lot of Easter eggs at the reward challenge. <laughs> Specifically, Probst and the CBS or the Survivor Twitter account were talking about it. Um, I, I don't know that I would have picked up on it necessarily, other than it was a little bit awkward with the shoehorning in the reference to Everlong. Um, they dropped in, supposedly, six Foo Fighters references during the challenge this week, um, I caught a couple. Did you get them all? No, I'm honestly not a Foo Fighters guy at all. So it just wouldn't register with me at all. In fact, even though people were like, hey, there's something going to happen. And I think I actually read a tweet. There's like a Foo Fighters thing going to happen. It still didn't register with me because uh, uh, they, they like to make their big their music, you know, big and you know anthemic. And I like, you know, quiet and depressing. That's my vibe. So. Yeah, they're, they're no Tegan and Sarah. That's right. Um, I Fun fact. I think Foo Fighters might have been my first concert. If if it wasn't first, it was like second or third. It was, it was way early. My mom took me to a Platinum Blonde concert, and I want anybody to uh, figure out who that band is. Write in comments. I'm guessing uh, Hornacek or Maritimer might help us out there. Mm. I was so hoping you were going to say Bare Naked Ladies. 
I'm, I'm way too old for that to be my first concert. Um, so anyway, I thought it would be fun because Probst decided to shoehorn in all these references during the challenge. Here's my question to you. What band or artist or whatever would have been the most fun for Probst to like awkwardly reference during the challenges? All right, I'm glad I'm going first because I'm so worried that we have the same answer. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Wu-Tang Clan. Ooh. Oh, we're so close. Oh, good. But yeah, just like, just picture it, you know, so it's like, you know, Probst is out there chan- chan- uh, yelling, Ben is about to bring the ruckus on this challenge. Desi has to shimmy shimmy off. She wants to win. Well, Mike trying to triumph on the puzzle, but can it all be so simple? I can't believe you came so close to getting what I said, and I picked what? Old Dirty Bastard. <laughs> I got one. Well, yeah, there you go. So I took one of yours. There. <laughs> so I got one more, and the way it would it'd probably stop with the references would be like, Alan is falling behind. Shame on a n- n- new player. <laughs> Yeah, ooh, gotta catch himself there. Um, All right, so I got shimmy shimmy. Uh, I took that from you. What, what, what else? We I, I like it raw. <laughs> yeah. You gotta throw that out there. Um, hey, dirty baby, I got your money. And then the only other one that was just a little bit more of a stretch is cutting heads. Maybe you got one of those like coconut chopping count challenges out there. You're cutting heads. A little rough, but yeah, I just I like the idea that Probst is such a big ODB fan that he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna reference him. See, I was going to go with the whole clan, you know, I would accept, obviously, when I used to, you know, solo efforts, just, you know, you know, throw up the W uh, probes to make this happen. Yes, I'm there for it if he does it. Ooh, just some liquid swords all up in there. Um, I was thinking another one that would just be incredibly awkward would just be like any emo band. Because they just always have these, you know, long, overly cute, overly clever, tortured, you know, song titles. Mm-hmm. And that would be incredibly awkward to try to, you know, jam in there. So, like, if you went with, like, Brand New or something, you'd be like, Patrick is the boy who blocked his own shot! Okay. <laughs> it's a disaster as the archer's bows have broken! The healers think they have the puzzle, but sick transit Gloria! Glory fades! Like, that just, nobody can speak like that. Oof. Yeah, that would be... Real difficult to shoehorn in. Um, I, I sort of followed that same tack and I went with the Smiths. Um, because, you know, it's just depressing stuff does not get thrown out easily during challenges because like, how are you going to say, Hey, Joe's digging really deep. Heaven knows I'm miserable now. And the, the, they got song titles like that joke isn't funny anymore. And what difference does it make? And the queen is dead and girlfriend in a coma. Like, Sure, wedge those. Cole is the boy with a thorn in his side. Exactly. Like, come on. Let's let's see you try to make those references. I mean, I hope that there's no boy with a thorn in his side during a challenge. (laughs) Bring in Maddox. He's a boy (laughs) with a thorn in his side. Uh, That would be the way to shoehorn it in, though. You know, someone goes down with a massive splinter. (laughs) I think Chat might have been the boy with a thorn in his side. (laughs) And Joel didn't care. Um, The only other one that I thought just would be funny just because I, I imagine that this happened because, you know, Probst is buddies with Dave Grohl or some other Foo Fighters member or something like that. Like, I'm guessing that's what motivated this. So it'd be funny if he just made Smash Mouth references because he's like buddies with Smash Mouth. <laughs> That'd be a very Probstian friendship. I don't want him to just do song titles there, though. I want, like, his whole commentary to just be, you know, Somebody once yes, told it's me. Yes, gotta be the lyrics from All Star just sprinkled all through. That would be the most glorious moment in the history of Survivor. Other than smooth 
by Santana featuring Rob Thomas. That's probably the best. Yeah, but I mean, there you'd have to like also do like the guitar licks to start or something. (laughs) I mean, you could almost always, though, start off a challenge with, man, it's a hot one. (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) Oh, no, now I want that to happen. (laughs) Like 40 inches from the midday sun. (laughs) Oh, my Mona Kita. Um, So let's move on to our gimmick for the season that we adopted from the show's gimmick for the season, which is the heroic healing and hustling moments of the week. Let's start with the heroes. Who was your heroic moment of the week? I'm going to go with Dr. Mike at the puzzle there. I mean, it was probably less than ideal where he's just like slamming Jessica's fingers into the pieces. But I think at the end, when you just have a few pieces left, it's probably better just to let one person take it. Because I think people just get in each other's way. Maybe the second person can take a step back and, you know, direct the action. But I think somebody needs to take over. And Dr. Mike did that because he seems to be a pot puzzle god. He has won, like, every challenge. His team has won. I don't just mean not lost. They've, like, won, like, first place every challenge. He's a god. Undefeated. Yeah, I'm going to give mine to Propes himself because I love that he slipped in those Foo Fighters references. Because to me... That's a man that came to work, even though he didn't feel like it that day, and just said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do something to entertain myself. I'm going to make my job interesting to me. I don't care if this is anybody else's bag. I'm going to do this. So, bravo. Been there, bro. And I'm giving it to probes. So, you think he lone wolfed it? Like, he didn't just, like, have cards that were all, like, workshopped by everybody? He's like, okay, you got to Oh, no, no. That was absolutely just like, hey, guys, um, I'm the executive producer of this show, just so you know. I'm about to slip in a whole bunch of Foo Fighters references and they are absolutely making air like this. We're going to edit them in. I don't care if it matches up with the action you're seeing on the screen. I'm going to do it. I'll do ADR later. Like this is happening. Yep. It's like, what's weird is also like, this wasn't like a, like a sponsored challenge. This isn't like, (laughs) and you, we're going to spend 15 minutes at the survivor hut listening to their latest track. Oh, that actually would have been pretty cool. Yeah, it's not Jack and Jill, but it'd be something. But yeah, you know, he just like took it upon himself to uh, shout out his friends who um, probably aren't watching right now. But there you go. All right. Uh, what do you got for the healing moment of the week? Uh, for me, this is Ashley and Alan for patching things up and being like, you know, actually, I, I kind of hate you, but um, allies. So bravo. Good job, guys. Same. I had that, too. Nice. So it must be true. Yep, exactly. Can't can't argue with facts. Uh, my hustle moment of the week, uh, I went with uh, Ryan approaching Critzy at the swap, uh, forming that instant alliance. Now, I don't want to go overboard and giving him credit for doing the uh, most obvious possible thing, mm-hmm. but um, he did it, needed to do it, and it worked. Uh, not only did it seem to work in a way that would you know form the bond that I think they can you know, use, uh, clearly the two greatest strategists in uh, the season, if not the history of the show, Um I'm glad that Survivor Reddit has convinced you. Well, I didn't mention Lauren yet. Um, oh, okay. But it seemed like uh, like she was really flattered and touched and like all the ways. Like I think he uh, he found the emotional connection that is necessary for these things that like Spencer bought 3000 would have wanted but struggled to find. Yeah. I mean, I do think she was actually enthusiastic in receiving that. Like I, I think she was very receptive to what he was saying. And I think she did seem genuinely enthused to work with him and so bravo like he's he's got an ally that seemingly is there for him and didn't take much effort at all on his part other than being like well i can't use this idol for myself so i'm gonna draw a name out of a hat boom instant ally later 
Yeah, I wonder if, like, you, Chrissy, is there, like, a little bit of disappointment? It's like, oh, you. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I wish it was somebody who could, like, protect me a bit more. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, I guess in the sense that, you know, he's weak and she's weak, he could protect her in that way? <laughs> like, maybe he's a fodder to get rid of? Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. just like, yeah, it would have been cooler if it was, like, you know, Devin or something. But all right, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, you. Uh, uh, so my hustle moment of the week. I'm going to give it to Desi, <laughs> phrasing, for pushing Joe to play that idol on her. Um, I like that once backed into a corner and feeling like she's thrown under the bus, she at least had the presence of mind to be like, screw it, I'm going to try to make the best of this crappy situation and demand some proof of loyalty. It, to me, that signaled that she's not just there to be a totally passive, like, you know, person who's never seen the show. Like, she came out there with some sort of intent to play hard to win. And for me, I saw it as a, com- a signal that she's a completely passive person, not ready to do uh, what it takes to be on the show. So, they're too interested. As in we've it. seen this season, your opinions on the uh, passive play are just infallible. Yes. Uh, I've yet to be proven wrong. <laughs> yet to be proven wrong. Right. All right. So, another thing that we're just kind of doing all season, uh, mostly just because I feel like it's an open question every week, but uh, who who are we liking now? Who's making an impression? And uh, who do you got uh, both from this episode and kind of the season overall? I mean, I'm still going to say Allie, even though we saw basically none of her this week. She'd still be my number one just because you know, it's not a huge crowd pushing her for that spot. Um, Desi did get some respect. This week, I don't, I'm not like shooting her up the rankings or anything. Um, I enjoyed what little we got of Alan, who's now gone. I, I actually think for a pre-merge boot, he at least brought some entertainment to the season. How weird is it is that Alan wasn't the uh, one that who blew it with the bad poker face? Like, it seems like he, you know, what we'd learned about him for the previous episodes is he shows everything in those incredibly expressive eyes. But hey, when it came down to the moment, I guess he was able to hide it. Right. Exactly. Uh, he, I mean, Joe made it pretty clear that he was reading Ashley's face. I mean, I guess some tentative props to Lauren for bringing up that advantage to Mike and making Mike go uh, question Jessica about it. Yeah, let's talk about that for a second. Okay, sure. You know, obviously a lot of people want to praise her a bit. And I'm guessing there's other parts of the internet that they're going to praise her a lot. And I just want to try to figure out where the consistency is here. Because I thought that what we, um, the only, the, what you do is you don't try to ruffle any feathers. The mm-hmm. move is to not do a move. And, you know, you shouldn't stick your neck out there because then you'd create all this dissension. And how could you ever, you know, swim to the top of that? What you need to do is nothing. That's what I learned. That's what I was told. That's what was hammered into me. Mm. Lauren this week immediately jumps on an opportunity presented herself, puts herself out there in a way that probably backfires. And yet also a good thing. I'm, which is it? Is it that you're not supposed to do things when the opportunity is presented because doing so would completely destroy your tribe and any chance you have to uh, move up in it? Or is it you're supposed to, um, you know, jump on an opportunity, even if it might destroy your chances of moving up in it? It's almost like, and I know this is a crazy thought, it's almost like it's situational in some way and that you have to be able to read the situation and gauge the pros and cons for yourself before deciding whether to be more active or more passive. I know it's a crazy thought. Okay, but then she read it wrong. She was wrong. She went to a guy who she assumed didn't know anything about it, and instead he was somebody who knew completely about it, and he went immediately to tell the people uh, whose secret he blabbed. Yes. Unless but- what she ends up doing, unless that dissension actually works against Cole, in which case it was right, but like I think she her read was wrong. I 
However, applaud her for doing it. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's an opportunity you're not going to get very much. Lauren rightly recognizes that if she's not on the bottom, she's right next to the bottom. And she wasn't going to accept that because, again, this opportunity might not come around along again. Right. And and that's what I was going to get to is here there's no downside to the active play. I mean, maybe it doesn't work, but what's the the change in results here? Like she's on the bottom or this works and she's not on the bottom. Like, All right. So, yes, I want you to just say that again really slowly. So there's no downside because if it works or if it fails, she's on the bottom. If she does nothing, she's on the bottom. Um, that sounds a little like something I was saying a few weeks ago. No, no. If, if it works, she's no longer on the bottom. <laughs> oh, wait. Again, that also sounds like something I was saying a few weeks ago. It's almost like people form their judgments based on who they like or not. Mm, yeah, this is an entirely different situation, but I do appreciate the attempts to still win the argument that you lost so long ago. I have not lost a thing! Um, the internet has agreed that you have, and the internet is never wrong on these things, so sorry to tell you, it's been decided. The internet thinks Lauren is a god! Well, parts of the internet think that. <laughs> no parts of the internet that we would associate with. I'll also say one more thing. I'll stop talking this once this season gives me something else to talk about. That's true. Yeah, we are. We are hurting for things to talk about here. We're going to run short again this week, I bet. I know. We should have brought like three more bands and run that joke into the ground. Yeah, right. Damn. Should have kicked that dead horse. Uh, did you have anybody else on your list? Um, no, I mean, that's, that's it. I, the cast is just very average. I mean, I don't necessarily dislike too many people. Well, JP is. As bland as bland could be. Um, Which nothing bothers you more than that. Yeah, exactly. And that enrages me. Um, Rourke barely exists. Maybe there's something to her, but I'm surprised we haven't seen anything, if there is. Yeah, I mean, just some of these other people are, they're fine. Like, Devin's okay. There's that, That's about as much as I can muster for the rest of the cast. It's like, oh, I mean, they're okay. They don't inspire, like, anger or they don't give me any rooting interest. They're just, they're there. Yeah. So for me, Allie's still been the most impressive person so far, uh, easily. Uh, now I think I'm actually more interested in Jessica. It's just, she's yet to be able to really impress. I want to see how she works her way out of the situation now that everything's been revealed in which case she could really impress or not. But I mean, ultimately I wasn't impressed with her decision this week, for hmm. instance, but yeah. Uh, so those are my top, uh, two, um, because, yeah, I also think she's like Jessica's the most interesting person so far in that she's gotten a story that revolves around her and who she is and what she's thinking and deciding. Whereas, you know, Ali has mostly just been like, what's she doing? How's she playing? So, yeah, I still don't really feel like I know much about Ali at all, except other than, hey, she seems like she's good at this, which is what I care about most. But I'd like to get to know her a bit more. Um, I, I should say that I, I'm liking the fact that Cole's kind of a dummy. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's very funny. I, I don't mind the lovable idiots sometimes. Lovable idiots can cause some entertaining moments, and we got some of that. Yeah, in, in a fairly unique way. Like, I don't know if we have ever seen somebody just be like, derp, derp, derp. It worked so well for me to share that information one time. I'll just share more. I, like, yeah, yeah, why, like, blurred it out the challenge, Matt. Why don't you? <laughs> hey, everyone! Jessica found this thing, and now that I'm telling you, 
You need to share that information. You, we, we have a bond, right? Yeah. Like maybe he's the Mr. Peanut Butters of this season. I wonder if he's like, he's inspired by JT. <laughs> like, I feel like maybe he's the, um, you know, younger buffer JT and he's, you know, he's, he's a nice guy. He's just going to go out here and he's going to make friends. He's going to tell everybody all the information and just totally blow it. And it's somehow going to work out for him. Yeah, I, I think Devin seems okay. I, I kind of like his vibe, but I also don't get the impression he's going to be long for this world. And uh, Mike impressed me a bit, you know, a bit in the challenge. But also the fact that he was just in that circle of trust that Jessica was establishing. Some of it obviously just has a simple do with matter. Like, well, I, I met you before. But it seemed like, you know, they had had enough of a comfortable bond that they shared that information with him, uh, believing that he would keep it secret and wow. that he could approach them. And he did. <laughs> and that he felt like he could approach them like, hey, what the heck's going on? So, I mean, this is minor. So I have like four people and really it's two. Yeah. Mine might just be one, but, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, again, it's, it's not that I dislike people on this season. So there's still certainly plenty of potential for people to rise up. Yeah. Agreed. So let's do some predictions for next week. We got three tribes, so we can actually do one for each tribe. And I think we should start with blue that we can't call heroes anymore. Right. Although, as I wrote last week, it would be great if they just kept them <laughs> calling them heroes, healers, hustlers, no matter how it switched up, because it's just as arbitrary as, you know, a uh, financial lady being a hero or a probationary officer being a healer. Sure. Or like, a, like one guy's a waiter. Cole is a waiter. You can talk about your hobby, but you're a waiter. Healer. Um, yeah, it's like when, uh, millennials versus Gen X had like two comedians or something like that. And it's like, no, but your actual job isn't that though, right? <laughs> That's right. I mean, obviously it is a time honored tradition to find something else to call the various waiters and actors mm -hmm. something. And actually, I don't know if Cole was a waiter. He could have been a busboy. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> they gave him a promotion. Um, so, uh, yeah, for Blue, uh, I think it's going to be Devin. I think uh, Ashley's going to sell him out. And, you know, so he, we see in the preview for next week that he's saying to her, I'm willing to go to Rocks. This is it, you know. And frankly, I can see the argument why you do that. Because if you just sacrifice Ashley this time, it's you next anyway. Yeah. So maybe you feel like you need to win this. But I think he's going to do that. And Ashley's going to go to, you know, Desi and Joe. It's just like, hey. I'll vote for, with you to get rid of Devin. I don't know this guy, nothing. Wouldn't it be good to get rid of another hustler now that you got rid of a hero? Yeah. Um, I'm going to go the other way and go for the, uh, the wild card and say that it's Joe. I think that maybe they convinced Desi that it's, it's fine to flip on him now. You know, they've got enough numbers and, you know, everybody wanted Joe's idol gone anyway. They were willing to blindside him if they had gone to tribal council. Maybe she's going to be like, eh, you know what? Sure risky because then she might be the next one on the block but hey if it's you know one from each tribe left on there who knows maybe she's willing yeah either there's also an argument to be made it's like you healers don't want to be the biggest tribe but the merge or we can you know, the other the remaining groups can team up on you right um although i suppose if you're six strong and it merges at 11 they cannot right um so yeah and i i sure that could happen i suppose all right, so how about the former healers, the Yellow Tribe? Uh, I think it's going to be Rourke, um, because why not? Like, <laughs> I hope that somebody that's invisible isn't going deep in the game. But also, um, normally, you know, she'd be in the swing position, right? Like uh, Des Devin was this week. 
Uh, two things. When Matt, you know, uh, Probst talks about it, and he always likes to talk about it, how like it's a scary thing when really it should be. Again, you should be the swing vote. Right, a power uh, thing. We get her talking about how worried she is. So that could be a little sneak preview. But the other thing is, I think the Ryan Chrissy thing changes all of that. So instead of it being two hustlers versus two heroes, it's two hustlers plus Chrissy. They get to decide. Chris can be like, oh, JP isn't nothing. We can use him. He's not a threat whatsoever. Whereas we need to take out a healer, as I was just suggesting. And I think it'd be Rourke. Yep. Um, I, it came down to Rourke or JP for me as well. And I'm going to say Rourke because the exact same thing. JP is just like the epitome of blank slate. So why not keep him around? Because he's no threat to you because he's just something that exists on the island. So sure. Rourke's the one to take out because, again, numbers-wise, it just makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I suppose one potential counter-argument is that uh, now that Ashley's still there, they're still the power couple of JP and Ashley, except that <laughs> I don't know if anybody could still talk about them being a power couple anymore. Also, I don't know that anyone's necessarily going to sniff that out, but... Well, Chrissy, I'm saying Chrissy would betray that information because I think she is very much, you know, I, I envision her being part of an Allie, Ryan, Chrissy trio of the greatest players of the game. Right, exactly. Um, Allie and the also rants that the internet loves. All right, final tribe, the former hustlers, the red tribe. Yeah, so again, you know, as much as it yeah, might behoove Jessica to rid herself of the albatross, she cannot do that right now. That would uh, surrender all the power that she uh, could potentially hold over this tribe. And I really mean she could hold it. Mm -hmm. So it can't be Cole, in which case, yeah, it's Lauren. She's the one out there spreading, uh, you know, correct information but trying to do something whereas ben's just there he's fine he's a good guy why would you ever vote out ben respect the troops right exactly um ben would never kneel during the anthem yeah it is lauren because of all the things that you said like why not get rid of lauren i think they're gonna feel like they can work with ben better than lauren and so ben it is lauren goes home yeah, I mean, ultimately, I don't think that tribe loses, so it doesn't seem to be where the story is going. So probably Lauren will stick around for a bit. Yes! Yes! <laughs> the internet's going to be so happy, specifically the Reddit part of the internet. So dynamic. She's fine. And again, I approve of what she did this week, because, yep. you know, I am consistent with that, which I approve of. Uh, but, you know, she's also a bit of a sourpuss. Tell a joke once, Lauren. Come on, man. Laugh at a joke once. How about that? Hey, in in her defense, she's surrounded by the youths, and you know it's no fun to again. What a shock on Survivor that there would be more young people than old people. Oh, absolutely! Oh, mind I mean, blown. It's not that she wouldn't know that's coming, but I mean, come on, it's still no fun to be surrounded by the youths. You know how these kids are. I mean, look, it's undoubtedly true that young people suck. This is just an imperative. <laughs> no one's going to argue that point. No, not at all. Except that, like you and I are old people who spend a lot of time. Yeah, now not actual physical time well in the, around the, in their presence, God but no. like online time amongst the youth, and and we deal, man. We even joke around with them. Yeah, you know, we have some olds uh, to bounce it out. It's very nice. Our our dynamics and our percentages might be better than that, which is on Survivor. But it's just like how everybody keeps like you know uh, praising Lauren for having no time for the things that she should be damn well expecting when she signs up to be a Survivor. It's like I no. No, <laughs> yeah. Do we praise like you know grumpy? Um, who's the grumpy guy in Phil Philippines? Our artists, right? Yeah. Praise him for not having no time for any of this. No, this is what Survivor is, and deal with it or get the heck out. So no, I'm not going to get again. It was exciting to see her prevail over you know 
Patrick's dumbassness because of what it symbolizes over how that dumbassness usually wins, especially of late. But I, you know, oh, I love how she just sits there and rolls her eyes at a thing. No. See, I not for it, me. I think it's better if she goes full curmudgeon because it's like, then it's more entertaining. If she's lovable curmudgeon, I might be in for it, but it's kind of just here that she's a little annoyed. Like, no, 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 go over the top. Be the curmudgeon that is complaining about these kids in every confessional. Then I'm in. I'm in. I want to see that character. Yeah, I suppose that could work. And obviously, like, that's what a lot of people respond to, like, with Randy from Gabon. Yeah. I also don't really like Randy. I'm going to say it. You know, I know that's, like, verboten now on the internet because, like, he says a couple funny things on a few key sites. And that's all it takes for the majority of Survivor internet fans to, like, be on somebody's side. It's like, "Eh, they were funny on that show I watched. But not me. I will stick to the fact that, you know, Randy is an awful person that nobody wanted to live with. And just the fact the, the fact that, like, the other people he was playing against also sucked doesn't change the fact that Randy sucks. And nor does it change the fact that Lauren potentially sucks. Uh, I don't know that we have enough evidence to determine that, but sure. No. Or she's great. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Time will tell. And we might get more time with her. We'll see. Um, so, I think that's it for this show. <laughs> Um, that's it man we yeah. if it continues like this i think we've done an admirable job you guys let us know if it's really just been two by the numbers except for what i'm rehashing really old arguments uh we might just need to open up the mailbag or something yeah um i i will say i'm i'm still holding out hope like there's there's still potential here i i hope it lives up to it we'll see though yeah. Yeah, and I think the greatest source of hope is that jessica cole thing i thought it was really funny and i hope there's more of it and again Allie. We're both on board with Allie. So if yep. Allie takes this game and runs with it, I'm here for that. Yep. Yeah. So um, you can, of course, find our website at purplerockpodcast.com. Do live blogs there. We do Fantasy Survivor there. We do other things. That's about it, man. Yeah. I mean, we, we don't do a lot of things. We do some things. We might have a quiz going up soon. Mm-hmm. Oops. Didn't know if I was supposed to spoil that. I don't care. We might have a quiz going up soon. Um, and of course you can follow us on Twitter. The show is at purple rock pod. I'm at purple rock. John Andy is at purple rock. Andy, anything else? Uh, subscribe to the podcast in the various ways you can subscribe. And uh, again, this week we're not going to play our theme song because you know, that is also stolen intellectual property. So if we're going to do that anyway, why not steal other intellectual property? And, uh, again, I will be breaking from the theme we were hoping to do this season um, this one, Canada, this one is for us. Um, we're going to stick to the theme because you're my hero for doing this. 